0: You're listening to the Connecting with Purpose podcast at Covenant Health with Chris and Daniel, a podcast where Covenant caregivers can connect with executive leaders on healthcare hot topics in the Texas, New Mexico region.
1: Welcome to the Connecting with Purpose podcast. This is Chris Lancaster. I'm the CEO for Covenant Medical Center and we're we're continuing our deep dive discussions with our leaders of our covenant caregiver resource groups. Uh, We've gone through a journey of talking with all of our different uh, leaders, our sponsors, our chairs, finding out a little bit about what they're doing within their groups. And so uh, today we're going to talk with our our veterans group, OMAC, we call it. Uh, And so we've got Connie Gonzalez, we've got Chris Gould, and we've got Daniel Cheek in here today. And so uh, it's this a great representation. I know a lot of folks are passionate about this. I know that this is one that has some direct touches with our patients even. And so some great stories to tell. But first with this this group, let's just go around. We've got three in here. So, Connie, I'll start with you. Uh, You can tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what your current uh, real job, I would say, uh, what's been your involvement with the group. And then and then for you guys, even a little bit about your service background.
2: Okay. Well, yep. I'm Connie Gonzalez. I'm currently the director of perioperative services, covers about nine areas. I served 21 years in the Army. I recently retired September of 2022 after those 21 years as an Army nurse, mostly in leadership. As an officer, I retired as a lieutenant colonel.
3: Awesome. Chris? Uh, Christopher Gould. I'm the regional director of facilities engineering for Texas, New Mexico. Um, my role in the military was a 12 November, 12 Bravo combat engineer and horizontal engineer. Um, does not have anything to do with what I do now. Totally love it, uh, but I served 10 years.
0: Um, Daniel Cheek, and I am the project coordinator for spiritual care, um, many other small committees and projects within the hospital. Um, I served 20 years as a combat medic and retired. Um
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Man, thank you guys for your service. Uh, uh, Man, I appreciate what you guys do. It's awesome. It's funny talking with you because it's almost like you guys have uh, like dual lives. Do y'all feel that way sometimes where I'm like you got this whole other... Oh, yeah. 100%. You're like superheroes with another another life. So... um, man thank you I know that that's uh, the impact that this has made on on your families the challenges and things that that brings I am just extremely appreciative Uh, it's an honor to work with all all three of you Um, is it Correct to say, I mean, CRGs have been around, you know, with the formal structure for two or three years. But this group, Connie, has really been in existence for a long time and kind of made a conversion into a caregiver resource. Isn't that correct? Connie, tell us a little bit just kind of about the, the history.
2: Yeah, So we started in 2017 as a request from a caregiver that wasn't even in the military. And that was... Um, He's no longer here, but Chris uh, started that Matherly, and he had a heart for veterans. And so he raised some money through the foundation, about $10,000 that he brought to the table. He got a bunch of veterans together in 2017. We met, we came up with some initiatives, initial things that we thought we could cover um, as veterans. And then we started meeting going forward. And Dr. Schroeder was our um, liaison at that time because he also is currently in the military.
1: Oh, Very cool. Do do we know the number of veterans that we have as a part of our it's kind of roughly 6,000 caregivers? Anybody know that number?
3: No, uh, we never had the background to be able to ask that question, and Genesis is being able to open that platform for us going forward. We can actually put that as a question on the application, and then we can start vetting those caregivers.
1: Very cool. Um, I didn't realize that story about how, how that started in 2017. Um, what... Has being a part of the kind of caregiver resource structure, has that changed at all kind of what you guys have done or just allowed you to have more structure to what was already happening?
2: It really just allowed us to have more structure. Jerica has brought um, a new level of um, just help with making the flyers getting it out there, Um, having events for everyone uh, together. I like meeting with all the other CRG caregivers because it kind of gives us all a purpose together. Um, We um, really just have loved having her on board and helping with the funding as well because we don't have to do that piece. She's getting that funding for us.
1: That's awesome. So, Connie, you and Chris serve as our executive sponsors. Uh, Daniel, you took over as chair. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, Yes, sir. Within the past?
0: Two and a half months.
1: Okay. All middle, right.
0: middle of December, roughly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. How'd you, how did you decide? Were you voluntold? How did that come about for you to serve as chair?
0: No, absolutely not. I moved here in 2020 from El Paso, Texas, where there is a huge military existence. Um, what I've noticed since I've been in Lubbock is the... There's a lot of veterans, but they're kind of few and far and spread out. Um, when I found out that there was an OMAC committee, I was pretty excited about that, somewhere to belong, um, getting to know more and more of our veterans. So as Chris and Connie, I noticed we're taking on more responsibilities within the hospital. Um, I just kind of asked, like, hey, um, can I help out? Can I be a part of this at a higher level? Um, I love to serve our our veterans, our community. So we're very thankful for that.
1: So. I bet you Thank were. Thank you, Daniel. Oh, yes, <laughs> I
3: bet you were. So OMAC, uh, what does that stand for? It stands for Operation Military Appreciation Committee.
1: Okay. Is this a common thing for uh, hospitals, healthcare systems
3: to to have outside of even the like CRG aspect? Do you all hear about this in other hospitals? We do. Um, even our counterpart, UMC, has a program just like this. They try to do the same things. Okay. Very cool.
1: Um, maybe, Connie, just tell us a little bit about some of the things that have happened since... 2017, uh, both from like a uh, things that are interfacing with our caregivers, and then I know we do some things that interface with our patients. Maybe just uh, tell us a few things that happen in those.
2: So the main thing we've done and we're still doing today is we present veteran flags to our patients that are in the hospital or in palliative care. And we have special flags for those in palliative care that we can drape over the um, casket if they do pass on while they're at the hospital but and the caregivers have really enjoyed that we started out to try to reuse those flags but they liked them so much they would take them home anyway so we just incorporated that into our funding to make sure they get to go home with that flag and it's a garden flag we started out with different branches of service now we're down to just a veteran flag to make it easy So we still do that today. We also do a clothing drive for our veterans during the holidays, and we partner with Hospice of Lubbock. So we um, gather socks and blankets, and that's mainly for homeless or really any veteran that's in need. Those are two of the main things. For our caregivers in the beginning, we started having events during major holidays for the military, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and that's really just to celebrate them and uh, bring their service to the forefront and make people aware of... Serving is difficult because usually you're doing two jobs. Very rarely do you just do the one job. You always do two jobs and only 1% of americans do that and so it's a big deal so we want to celebrate them and so we just do different events through the year we're we're going to come up with an event this year hopefully daniel's going to work on that where we can all gather in one area and um just go back to where we were in the military and have some camaraderie and that's really what we miss to talk about military stuff because really nobody understands but those who have served
1: (laughs) and that's really neat i um and, and I know our patients and their families have to just l- love that, that you guys do. How many, like you say, we do that with patients. I mean, how many how many flags a, a week do you think we're distributing in that honor?
2: Um, at least 10 right now at least it kind of waxes and wanes. some people are really good about it some units are consistent some units have a veteran on their unit which is very helpful like South 8 um, Renee make sure that every single patient that hits that floor gets a flag M I C U is really good but some other floors aren't as good and so this is nice that we're doing this to get the word out to make sure that they're utilizing that benefit and we do take them to Grace Surgical Hospital as well they really like having those flags over there.
1: Mm. Um, Chris, how does that get initiated? How do we know that we've got a, a veteran in the hospital?
3: So usually our floors will ask that question when they come on. Um, usually our military members will wear a hat. They'll wear a pin. They usually have some kind of something, tattoos, and our nurses will recognize that. Uh, we also have the flyers up in the rooms that say, you know, let us know that you're a veteran. And if you do, we will they'll initiate an email over to OMAC.
1: Now, I know Hospice of Lubbock has uh, always had a passion for veterans. Um, what are those things specifically? Are you familiar, familiar with those?
2: They have a clothing closet as well, but they used to do an event every year where they would feed uh, veterans. And we haven't done that in a few years because of the COVID. But that was a really nice event where we would do it outdoors and have hamburgers chips, and then everybody would come and we'd feed them. Chris might know some other things that they do.
3: Yeah, their group is called We Honor Veterans at Hospice of Lubbock. They are nationwide. It's a big organization. Um, They have a veterans pantry where they actually give out food baskets. Uh, It's got like you know snacks, what we call pokey bait, stuff that you're not really supposed to eat. So it's got like crackers and chips and candies and it's got coloring books. It's got magazines to read and then we donate the socks and blankets to go in those goodie bags. And we just Distributed 120 last Christmas, and then we do the Veterans Letter to Santa every year. Um, that one is very impactful. We go out and we purchase whatever money's left over in our funding. We purchase Christmas gifts for certain veterans. We partner with VetStar, the VA, um, Hospice of Lubbock, and we get a list of names. And they send us a letter, and those letters are st- Usually they're just very short. I just need a pair of socks, and we'll give them like an air fryer. You know, we try to make it very impactful for them. Um, and then we hand distribute these uh, with the VA's help, the Vetstar's help, and then Omax help. We distribute them to their homes. Oh, very
1: cool. Hey, you mentioned pogey bait. Uh, is, that, is
3: that like a military special? It is Is that... It's an okay. official military term for pogey bait. Okay. Something you're not supposed to have in your pockets, so what you get in trouble. Field.
0: It's what you stuff your bags with before you go to the field, so yeah. you have good snacks oh, and not uh, just
1: MREs. And okay, so do y'all do y'all got any poggy bait on you now? Does anybody have any pogey bait? I have gum. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just ate my apple snack, so
0: I don't.
1: Uh, tell me a little bit about the wall that we've got in the back uh, lobby and how that came about.
0: I well, I want to say Connie started that, right? Chris oh, Chris sorry. got them donated.
2: Chris got the showcases donated so that we could you know, honor some of our veterans within the facility.
3: Yeah, we wanted to take one caregiver a, a quarter. We started off as a month, but nobody really wanted to be honored in the case. So we went to a quarter, and then we like held the last ones for like a year. Um, but we wanted to honor our veterans that work in the ministry so you can get their story about where they are, because we all have a double life that nobody knows about. We wanted to spotlight that life. Um, we've had some very monumental uh, people in that box before. And then we started with the Veterans Wall. That actually came from the CMG group. And it's a way to not just honor the caregiver, but to honor the caregiver's family. So we gave out these little cards, and they could put a picture of them, tell their story, and then we put the whole honor wall up over that case. And Donya did a wonderful job on that.
0: We're hoping to maybe within the next year or so evolve it, um, maybe get a um, digital, digital photograph so we can take those pictures down as they begin to fall and such and have something that's revolving so they can stay up there all the time and we can add to and take away very easily.
1: Uh, that's neat. I know I get comments from patients and I often walk by there and see folks uh, sitting there looking at everything. I, I got a uh, what, what I thought was gonna be a, a patient complaint. Somebody was just determined to talk to me and they had called up to my office and I thought, oh no, I wonder what this is about. And, uh, but I guess one of the medals in there was upside down apparently. And they were really bothered by that and, and wanted to talk to me about that metal being upside down. And I thought, man that's that's pretty cool that they were kind of so bothered about that they lived in like New Mexico, I think. Um, but it just speaks to the um, how important that is to people to see that.. Um, So tell me a little bit about just kind of the structure. We've talked about hospice. Uh, Are we able to replicate this? Is this primarily at the medical center? Uh, if, If there's folks out in Leveland or Plainview, what does that look like?
3: Yeah, so we have the veterans case here at CMC. We have one at Children's Hospital. We're trying to get donations to put one over at uh, Grace Hospital. Uh, we have a great partnership with them out there about wanting to do it. Plainview has interested in the option of uh, doing one up there whenever they get their main lobby remodel. Uh, we're, so we're trying to do it region-wide, and we've actually partnered with Providence as a whole. And because we started the first veterans committee here, they are copying the things that we have done, and they've started making their own veterans committees out there as well.
1: That's great. Um, what about goals for the next year? You guys have done so much already, and maybe Daniel's chair now stepping in has some has some plans for the year. Anything uh, slated that's going to be new or different?
0: So we've actually we have a few things in discussion. Um, we have a meeting tomorrow where we're going to kind of open the floor up to the committee members and see what their ideas are for the next year. Um, I. I haven't reached out to Chris about it. Connie and I talked about it the other day, doing pins for the actual caregivers that are veterans to actually put on their badges so um, patients know and can identify with them. Um, We've also talked about a coin moving forward for our patients to be able to present to them that are veterans. So there's a couple of things that Moving forward, we're looking at, of course, we'd like to do um, an event for our caregivers that are veterans. Did I cover it all, guys?
1: Oh, that's great. Um, any, as you guys think about the work that you've done over the last now six years, and I mean, any any particular stories that you'd just like to share that, that come to mind that, that have been impactful?
3: You're going to have to refresh my memory on her name. Um, We did the veterans case at CMC. Lupita. Lupita. So we had a caregiver come to us where her husband actually passed away. And he was on what they call, what every military member calls, uh, Blood Red Friday. It's the longest, uh, bloodiest battle that we've had in American history in a while. Um, A lot of our soldiers passed away, and they actually made a movie out of it the longest the long way home the longest road home the long way home the long way home uh it was a major motion picture movie that came out it honored all those care, or all those soldiers that passed away uh, they were completely ambushed and to know that we had a caregiver working at cmc that not only got her husband passed away in this and it affected her and her kids but they also got to fly out to hollywood and be a part of this major motion picture um that It's just it brings everything back to to retrospect for you Uh, when you're sitting in a room and you meet this caregiver and she brings you like behind the scene pictures and, you know, pictures of her husband and the books and his helmet that he was wearing when he passed away. I mean, just all these things. Um, It's very impactful.
2: And her son, who is the son of the gentleman that passed away, just graduated from Fort Benning. So she's posted some pictures of that in her teams. And so that was really cool to see that he went on and followed in his father's footsteps, so. Mm.
1: Well, anything else that you guys would like to share, whether it's things that you've got in your charter, you've got uh, at events, maybe you need support. Uh, In a little bit, we can talk about ways to kind of get involved if you need it. But anything else that comes to mind that you guys would want to make sure that you mention? We
2: would just like for any veteran to come forward and be a part of the, committee. You know, we like to hear from veterans. We want to hear if they are having any struggles. Most veterans don't join the group because they are feeling slighted or at a disadvantage, they join because they want to help others. So our main goal is community effort. You know, we want to get out in the community and help the homeless or any veteran. We want to partner with any other uh, facility or organization that wants to uh, help veterans. And so if they know that, I think if they know what we're really about, they will join. They don't want recognition. They don't want anything done for them. They really just want to help and be a part of a committee that's surrounded with veterans so we can talk and um, just support each other.
1: Chris or Daniel?
3: Yeah, I would add that a lot of soldiers come out of the military and they miss that rank structure. Um, Anything you want to learn how to do, it's at your fingertips in the military. And there's a structure built around everything that is just different. It's a whole different way of life, so a lot of struggle, so a lot of soldiers struggle with that when they come into an organization, covenant or anywhere. Of how do you deal and move forward without that structure? Because everything down to how your boot laces are strapped is is structured. Um, so coming forward and let let us be a part of that camaraderie, even if you don't want to be a part of the every every month meetings. Just let us know who you are. Say something to us. We get together. So we want to have you know we just want to celebrate you. We just want to help you out. If you're struggling on moving forward in your career, if you need help with help or guidance with, you know, PTSD, we've, we've got counseling sessions that we can put you in.
0: I think they covered it all. Oh. I did want to say, though, we I here recently spoke with the VA and the, what's equivalent to their volunteer coordinator over there. And so hopefully this next year we'll be able to do some work with the VA um, we were hoping to come have him speak at our meeting tomorrow, but I may have to put that off to the next meeting. But we're looking forward to potentially being able to, as Connie said, couple with some organizations here in town, specifically that one.
1: Oh, it's a beautiful building there. I uh, had a chance to meet with those gentlemen the other day that are running that place and. uh man that's a that's a beautiful building and um I know that that's gonna do a lot for f- folks out here in West Texas you know Chris you mentioned the structure that people are uh, that that can be an adjustment you know that's an interesting thing for us to to think about um and, and and even for other leaders you know how do how do we be more aware and mindful of that uh to uh just because that that, that is a difference and uh, we could all benefit from that structure, didn't Did you make
3: your bed this morning, Chris? I'm just Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He did. So I learned a long time ago that even if you can't accomplish everything in life, if you made your bed, you succeeded. Yes, sir.
2: See, I do the laundry in the morning cuz my husband's still asleep. I get it much earlier, so I have to do something okay. else. But that's the first thing I do, is a load of laundry every do morning. Do that too.
1: Every morning, first thing. Every morning. Every morning. Hmm. Make sure you take out your W- whatever bags, what what they call? What you call it? Your your candy Pogi in there? Bags? Yeah, yeah. make sure you take well, out your pokey bags out of your pocket. I
2: often leave a pen in
1: there, which is okay. disastrous for the whole entire load. So, <laughs> calling that out. <laughs> um, so we we've already kind of talked a little bit about uh, opportunities to get involved. You you kind of mentioned, hey, it's it's not. Just for recognition here locally, this is a a service out to the community. Uh, If folks want to get involved, uh, what does that look like? How do they know about the next meetings?
0: Well, we have it on SharePoint. We have a SharePoint um, page. Um, They can always email myself, email Connie or Chris, and um, let us know that they're interested, and we'll start making sure they're on the invites. It's that easy. It's that easy. We also do some surveys throughout the year. Jerica
2: really helps us with that. Where We reach out to everybody in the huddle, and they can respond back to that, and we get their email and phone from there.
3: And then you don't have to be a veteran to be a part of this group. Um, he, our founder, Chris, w- you know, he just started it because he wanted to do something. Um, so we have several people that are on our committee that do not have any kind of military background. Their family did, or maybe their family didn't. So if you just want to be a part of the group, just to be a part of it, always welcome.
1: Yeah, that that's great. Um, that's great to do it. Um, well, thank you guys for joining us, telling us a little bit about what you guys are doing. Um, it, it's really neat to hear uh, again I love this one because uh, you guys are both uh, we've talked with different CRGs they're all kind of in different phases some are uh, kind of inward facing some are, are doing more out in the community uh, and so it's good to see these that are are doing both and intentional about doing both because I think that that's what uh, success looks like in the, in the long run so um, thank you guys for providing a space for what you're doing um, and Thank you for your service, again, and, and for everybody that's listening, those of you that are a part of the, the group and what you've done. Um, I can't imagine the commitment that that takes. And so honored uh, just to be a part of y'all's lives and, and what you've done, because I know that that's um, been impactful to, to a lot of people. So. um Thanks for being on here today. Thanks for joining us today for another Connecting with Purpose podcast as we're uh, continuing our discussion around caregiver resource groups and, and the benefit that this has for our employees and caregivers. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Connecting with Purpose podcast at Covenant Health with Chris and Daniel. Be sure to catch our next episode, and please share this with your fellow caregivers.